So high intensity interval training can have some great benefits as far as like, yeah, building up your cardiovascular endurance, which is awesome for relating into your strength training, actually, because there's a lot of people who do strength training and like, how are your legs? They're like, I can keep doing legs. Today, we're joined with a very special guest. She is a strength coach, a sports nutritionist, and owner of FitBase Gym. She loves interior design, has a beautiful daughter, partner, and three dogs, and has too many pet peeves when it comes to fitness. Please give a warm welcome to Josie Cranley. Thank you. Hi. Okay. So we'll segue into our sixth misconception, which is cardio is the best way to lose fat. I didn't realize how many questions here were like all like fat loss related, but they're questions that everybody asks all the time. Yeah. Cardio. So the best way to lose fat, and I'm going to go through this again, is just being in a calorie deficit. So like making sure that you are not having enough food or you are expending more than you consume either through cardio or through exercise, that's going to put you into the best fat loss phase. But for the majority of people look at our lifestyles, the majority of people don't have enough time to spend that much time doing cardio to actually put themselves into a fat loss stage. So your best bet is to look at your food because like we are eating three to six meals a day. We're working out three to four times, three to five times, maybe a week. That's not like the bigger picture. The bigger picture is like, what are we putting into our bodies to make us feel or look the way that we want to feel? So that's what we really want to be focusing on is the food rather than the cardio. Cardio can be a good complementary accessory, I guess, into helping with your fat loss stage, but it depends. Like, how hard are you pushing yourself in cardio? Like if you're just going for a walk, it would be better for you just to try to get in your steps in during every single day, rather than trying to do like a 30 minute walk, depending on your lifestyle. Yeah. So look at your food rather than cardio. Cardio is awesome for building up your cardiovascular strength. Go for a run on it, walk really quickly, go on an incline, try to get the heart rate up, but don't use it as a tool primarily for fat loss because it's, inevitably going to fail you you need to be looking at your food and and actually you're talking about incline on the treadmill have you ever heard about that like rule where it's like you do like i forget what it is like you put it on level two and do like 10 minutes you do all these different things that are supposed to like increase your heart rate when you're on the treadmill do you know what i'm talking about i don't but don't if uh, what is it like a program it's just like, again, it's one of those things that I've seen on the internet where you're like, you're supposed to put your speed at a specific speed, your incline at a specific incline and do that for like, I don't know, like five minutes and then change it and then five minutes and then change it. And you keep kind of going like up, down, up, down where you're like pumping up your heart rate really, really high. And then you're slowing down. So almost actually kind of was doing something similar this week where you're yeah, kind of where you're like running for a specific amount of time and then you're walking and then running and then walking. Like, do you find that that's beneficial when it comes to cardio? That sounds like interval training. 
high intensity interval training is, yeah, is that so high intensity interval training can have some great benefits as far as like, yeah, building up your cardiovascular endurance, which is awesome for relating into your strength training, actually, because there's a lot of people who do strength training and like, how are your legs? They're like, I can keep doing legs, but it's my heart that can't keep going. Yeah. So if it's your heart that can't keep going, do something that's really hard. Like you said, um, that's going to tax your heart out um, and challenge you enough so that when you do go and do legs or like a very taxing muscle or sorry, like lifting exercise, I suppose you're not taxing out your heart, but you're taxing out your, your legs or the muscle that's being used. I, I like high intensity interval training, but I think, you know, it's overused a lot for people too. I, which I feel like you're talking about is high intensity interval training or hit for most people, like one to two days a week is the max that I would say it should be used at because it does increase your cortisol and your stress levels. Um, and we do live in a very chronically stressed state the majority of us anyways and we are trying not to constantly be in that state always so like one to two times a week is fine any more than that it's it's just you're you're doing yourself a service yeah but yeah, yeah. No, i do like it that yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i forgot what it is i saw something on the internet and maybe that's what they were referencing yeah i'm not sure so, sorry no no it's all good i can't remember it i should have i should have written it down Okay, so our seventh misconception is still fat loss related, but this is one thing that I feel like I see almost like a lot, like where people are preaching that you can do specific workouts to spot reduce fat. So if yeah. you're like, oh, I, I want to lose fat in my abdomen, you can do specific things, training that will just reduce the fat only in that area. Yeah, no. That's not a thing. You can't spot reduce anywhere. Um, genetics play a massive role on where you're going to be losing fat and when and how you lose fat is going to be through a calorie deficit. And for everybody, it's a great opportunity for you to kind of explore. Like you can even look at your parents and see like, you know, if they were lean at any point, like where they held onto fat and gen um, generally that's kind of going to be where you do, but some people don't like some people, I look completely different when I'm lean than my parents do. I hold most of my fat in on my hips and under my arms and then on my thighs. So I have to get pretty lean in order for that to come off, no matter how much muscle I put on. However, you can decide where you want to put muscle on, which is pretty cool. Like bodybuilding is pretty neat. And the fact that you can literally like design the way that your body is going to look right. Cause you can be like, I want to have really big muscular arms. So you're going to train your body to like, you're going to constantly be training your arms or I want a big juicy booty. You're going to make sure that most of your programming is geared toward glute training and hypertrophy and obviously working on your nutrition in order to grow those areas, but you cannot specifically spot reduce by doing any exercises. It's just not going to happen in order for you to see the muscle under there, you have to be in a calorie deficit. And unfortunately, like depending on your genetics, it's going to depend on where you lose uh, fat off of first and last of, and you can kind of tell, like, if you end up being like, Oh, like right when I start gaining weight, I gain weight in my hips and under my arms. That's going to be the last place that it comes off of. Oh God, don't tell me that. <laughs> that's yeah. always the first place or my boobs. I feel like I gain all my weight in my boobs and I'm like, uh, but then that means oh, it'll take forever for me to lose them, which I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. So this, this one's a 
big one for me personally, and I need you to debunk this so that I get it in my head that it's not right. If you're sweating, uh, if you're sorry, if you're not sweating and tired, then you aren't working hard enough. Like, I feel like if I am not sweating, and maybe that's a mind over matter thing, during any cardio sessions, especially strength training, not so much, but cardio, I'm like, I'm not working hard enough, even though I'm looking at my heart rate, and I'm seeing that my heart rate's like a stupid high, like 177. If I'm not sweating, I'm like, it's, I'm not doing enough work. Uh, sweating is a physiological response. So depending on the person you're going to sweat more or less. So I feel like if we can kind of look at it like that being like, okay, like you can have two violets, you know, doing cardio and at the same pace, at the same intensity, at the same heart rate. And one of them is going to have a trickle of sweat and the other one is going to be covered in sweat. And it doesn't mean that one is working harder than the other person. It just merely means that with your physiology that you sweat more. I find too that like, depends on like your hormones, women with PCOS tend to sweat a lot more than women who don't have PCOS. And it's not like she is working a lot harder than the woman who doesn't have PCOS. It just merely means that their hormones are playing a big impact on why they are excreting more sweat. And you have to remember too, that sweat is merely just a process of trying to cool us down. It's just, Hey, your body is getting really hot. Like if you're standing in a sauna and you're sweating like crazy, I'm just going to like try to cool you down or sorry, you're really hot. I'm just going to try to cool you down with the sweat. It's not like you're busting your ass off in the sauna, like working yourself really hard. So it's just merely a physiological response to cooling down your body. And for some people who train often, they might find that when they first started training, they were sweating a lot. So after my daughter, I just have all these hormones (laughs) rushing through my body and I started training and I was never a big sweater. And after my daughter, I remember doing like four exercises and being like completely drenched and like that's not working hard. That wasn't really working hard. I was just like, like even walking up a flight of stairs for me, I would start to sweat and get all like sweaty. Now I can do like an hour and a half of legs. And I have like a trickle of sweat. I barely sweat. My armpits like barely even stink. Rob would beg to differ. I'm sure. (laughs) But yeah, so it's, it's just, it's just physiological response to like your body just needing to cool down and how adaptive are you to these stressors that you're putting yourself under? How hot is the room that you're working out in? Like you can train in the winter. You still might sweat, but not nearly as much as you would be like if you were training outside in the summer. So hard work doesn't mean that you're working harder or not working hard enough. I think the best indication of, are you working hard enough is what do your sessions look like? What are your results looking like? How is your recovery? Is your recovery pretty shitty? You're probably pushing yourself too hard. Are you not able to create any adaptations? Like how is your body composition looking? Are you able to do like, you know, two months ago, 10 minutes of running was far too hard. Now you can like nail out 10 minutes of running. That's your indication of a good workout is your progression, not how am I feeling during the workout? Are you completely out of breath and gassed? Well, that might not be a good thing. Like you might need to look into that. Why are you so gassed out in like a five minute run? Are you pushing yourself too hard? Did you not give yourself enough adaptation to go into that? Did you eat like a really big meal (laughs) before you went to run? Are you in a really hot setting? So there's lots to look into variables that come into play into why, why we are sweating. 
that that makes me feel a lot better because I feel like as I've gotten older, I don't know if maybe my hormone levels have changed. Cause like when I was working out as like, a, you know, a young 20 year old, I like never sweat. That wasn't really a thing. And then now I feel like being in my thirties, like I haven't even had kids yet. So like, again, I'm scared because like I sweat from like nothing. Like, I don't know if it's like anxious, sweat, stress, sweat, whatever I can be doing nothing. And like, I, I don't know, maybe it's hot flashes, whatever you want to call it. I just break out. No. I know I'm too, <laughs> too young for that. I just too break young. into a sweat. But then there's days where like, I'm busting my ass doing cardio and I'm just like, not even sweating. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah, just, is happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't, don't look at sweat as an indication or, you know, feeling like you're dead after a workout as an indication of a good workout because it's, it's not. And like the other day I was coughing so hard. I started sweating like crazy. My face went red. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if we look at the body like how it's supposed to be, it's just, it's going to do things in order for us to cool down. Um, it's not the indication of a good or bad workout. I like that. Um, now my last two here, and this one I'm very curious about your metabolism slows down, uh, dr drastically every year after 30. I remember this being like a really big topic years ago. And everyone was like, well, I get fat after 30 because my metabolism slows down. I don't remember what the number was. It was like 1% or something every year after you turn 30, which has since been debunked. And realistically, what ends up happening is, you know, from our 20s or early teens and our 20s to our 30s, is there is a massive life change. Like, let's look at how we were when we were 20 and we were active and going out with our friends and we didn't really have as much responsibilities as we do when we're 30, where we end up usually the majority of us have like desk jobs. We're not moving as much. We don't take our health as seriously as we did when we were 20, mostly because when we were 20, we were trying to be smoke shows. Yep. <laughs> we were like constantly like moving or like focusing on our diet. And as we got older, our focus usually tends to come off of diet and more into our husband or wife and our kids or dogs or house, our finances. And we put a lot of that physical need on the back burner and we blame our metabolism slowing down when realistically our metabolism starts to slow down slightly after the age of 60. So 30 is, I don't really know where that number came from. I think it was <laughs> more of a number that was just thrown out because they were, they were looking at 30 year olds who started to gain weight. And it was just really easy for people to say, well, my metabolism has slowed down. Oh, well, I had kids. Oh, well, this happened. And while yes, that stuff did happen. And while your metabolism probably did slow down, it's not because of your age. It's because of your lifestyle, your neat, your non-exercise energy sorry, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis has slowed down. So your walking has slowed down. You're not moving as much. You're not having like as many conversations. If you see how I'm moving my hands like this, yeah. by the way, this is neat. So like, if you've ever seen somebody talk behind their computer or they're behind their computer, they're like this. Yeah. And they're not moving. Yeah. And like the most activity they get is from their eyes blinking. <laughs> they're slowing down their neat or their neat has slowed down, I should say. So there's a lot of variables that come into play. And I think when we can start to kind of pull away from the concept that when we are 30, our metabolism slows down and we can kind of push away from that. I'm going to call it an excuse, even though it's not really an excuse. Life, life, life happens. But if we can kind of push away from that theory and realize, listen, there are so many things that we can do to help, you know, maintain the body that we want, then it makes us more 
inclined to actually do the work. But I feel like when we say, oh, our metabolism slows down after 30, then we're less inclined to do it because we say, what's the point? Yeah. Well, what's the point when our metabolism is going to slow down? And even if our metabolism did slow down by like 50 calories or 20 calories, like think about what metabolism is. Like metabolism is like how many calories do you burn at maintenance generally through the day? Like the average woman burns like 2000 calories, 22,000 calories a day, just by like kind of sitting down and doing some work and not doing too much activity. Yeah. So even if it was 20 calories slowing down every year, 20 calories is nothing. 20 calories is not the excuse for you to be able to have gained all that weight that you have gained or not move. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And I, I agree with that. That one was really interesting to me. And then, and then the last one to close this out, because I feel like I need this for myself, <laughs> eating carbs makes you fat. <laughs> oh my God. Nothing makes you fat. Eating in excess makes you fat. <laughs> Listen, like if carbs made you fat, there would be so many fat bodybuilders and athletes out there. There would be so many people like the, let's be, I think it's about half the population right now that is on the edge of obesity right now. Maybe it's a little bit of less than half of the population, but it's a pretty significant number. And the majority of people eat carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Carbs are a excellent source for energy in order for you to move through the day. And where do we get most of our fiber from? Carbohydrates. Fiber comes from carbs. And in order for us to poop and feel regular and good, we need carbs. And I think we've also forgotten that fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. Yep. We need those fruits and vegetables for antioxidants, for micronutrients in order for us to optimize our health and our well-being. And then there's also those carbohydrates, as we had talked earlier about psychological benefits, carbohydrates and fats for us to feel physically good about ourselves but also like everybody wants that like taste benefit yeah everybody likes having kind of like sex like (laughs) you know when you eat something that tastes really good it sends off all of these like fireworks in the brain oh that was really good I'm really enjoying this and I feel like we live in this world where people are like that's not supposed to taste good you're not supposed to enjoy it like are you not supposed to enjoy sex (laughs) like we eat like three to six meals a day. I want to be able to enjoy the food that I'm eating. And a lot of the food that I enjoy comes from carbohydrates. I love fruits. I love vegetables. I love bread. I love pasta. There's a, not a chance in hell that you are taking that out of my diet. And if I'm eating in a calorie deficit, I'm not going to be gaining weight from it. It's just like, how are you going to manipulate your foods? Eating in volume, right? So like making sure that most of those carbs aren't coming from dense carbs like breads and pastas. Some of it can, that's fine, but eating in volume. So you feel fuller from vegetables and fruits primarily. Um, and then you can add in all those other lovely ones in, in moderation, but your whole diet shouldn't be based off of bread and butter. Yeah. (laughs) I wish that would be a great diet. Sign me up. (laughs) I mean, you could do it. You could still lose weight from it, but you would feel like shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. Well, before I close this out completely with our this or that game, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to ask you, was there anything um, that I didn't ask you that you wish that I did? Uh, No, not that I can think of. I think we had a pretty good little convo at the beginning. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, then I will kick it off with a fun this or that that's geared to some 
fitness related things. So we'll see how my brain handles this. <laughs> okay. So to start it off, weights or cardio? Weights. Yoga or Pilates? Oh my God. Neither. <laughs> uh, I'd probably do yoga. <laughs> Cycling or boot camp? Cycling. Oh, that one's tough. <laughs> Outside or inside? For working out, we'll say. Oh, okay. Inside. Oh yeah. I'm definitely not a hardcore outdoor worker outer. <laughs> <laughs> Running or burpees? Oh, <laughs> I did these. Intentionally. <laughs> oh, a smoothie or protein shake? Smoothie. Morning or night workouts? Morning. Alone or with friends when you're working out? Alone. Carbs or protein? I could be a carnivore. I'm going to say protein. <laughs> um, a spin class or an outdoor cycle? Oh, spin <laughs> class? <laughs> um, push up or squats? Squats. Legs or, oh God, le not legs, leggings or shorts? <laughs> oh, leggings. Uh, gym or home workout? Gym. Cheat meals or cheat days? I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to say cheat days, I guess. <laughs> well, like uh, like having only one meal as a cheat meal or like cheating all day? Oh, okay. Oh, I, I just don't even like that concept whatsoever, but I'll, I'll say cheat meal then, I guess. <laughs> okay. um, music or podcast? Podcasts. And then last but not least, Online shopping or in-store shopping for fitness? Apparel? Oh, online. Online <laughs> for sure. You don't, you don't go in store to shop? No. <laughs> do people do that still? Yes, unfortunately. Some of us still do. I do sometimes. <laughs> I, I do a little bit of online shopping, but honestly, I, I mostly go in store and there's nothing in store ever. <laughs> I make like, I have to go, I, okay, I have a bunch of tabs open and then I choose the outfits that I want and then I narrow them down and then slowly get rid of them. I couldn't do that at a mall because I would look like a psychopath. <laughs> That's so funny. You have to buy something when you're, when you're there, but I get to actually like control my cart and then I'll let it sit in my cart for like five days and decide if I want it or not. Okay. Online shopping is the way to go. I do that too. I definitely put a bunch of stuff in a shopping cart and then like just abandon it all the time. And then sometimes like, and I'm like, that is, I, yeah, yeah, I'll go back. I'll be like, oh, maybe I still want that. No, I don't need it. <laughs> no, I don't need it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Josie, for coming on and helping us debunk some of these crazy things that are out in that world right now and helping just enlighten me with all of the information that you've shared. I've really enjoyed this. Oh, thank you for having me on and having to listen to my cold written voice for the past hour, but I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Oh no, you sound fine. Don't worry. I'm sure, I'm sure it was worse <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, thank you so much guys. Bye Vibers. The only way to see the results is to stay consistent.